one of the things I rarely hear anybody talk about when in the topic in the area of fat loss is what's going on inside you. you know, what's mentally and emotionally going on? What are the actual blocks that are standing in your way? They like to talk about techniques and, you know, diet tips, exercise tips, these kind of things. They're really sophisticated. Maybe they talk about getting enough sun or getting enough sleep. All that's good stuff. That's all valuable stuff. However, all of that is going to be an uphill battle unless you recognize the inner blocks that are causing the problem in the first place. Because why did you, you know, go, you know, crazy on your diet? Why did you stop exercising? Why don't you bother getting enough sleep or whatever else it might be? There's a reason for that. It's not you just decide one day, yeah, screw sleep. You know, that's not how these things start. There's a reason you're not doing it. And uh, if you do see the the inner game of things approached, it's usually stuff like a visualization, you know, set some goals. That's all good stuff too. That's all useful. But again, that's not really getting to the core of what's standing in your way. So I'll tell you a little piece of my story. I uh, had kept trying these low-carb diets, you know, over and over again. I'd keep coming back to these low-carb diets, and they would only really get me to the point where I had lost a good bit of water weight. You know, once I started getting up to, you know, where my heaviest area was, I think I topped out at around 258. I can't be certain of that because uh, I didn't want to weigh myself very much in those days. But around there, I could uh, I could lose 15 to 20 pounds of, like, again, I think it was mostly water weight. And I could lose it. And part of the reason I think that is because it would come off really fast. In a week or two, I'd drop 15, some in one case, 20 pounds from following one of these low-carb diets. And nothing wrong with the low-carb diet. And, well, you, you've got to pay attention to how low you're going. If you're dropping it too low, it's... Your body kind of goes into starvation mode and, you know, tries to, I mean, it's just that same uphill battle we were talking about earlier. It just much, much steeper uphill when uh, you try to go no carbs or extremely low carbs. That's been my experience. Uh, but reducing carbohydrates, particularly the processed garbage we tend to eat, um, that, that, that's a very important part of your diet. But uh, at some point, I tried this, you know, I tried it, it, I was getting more and more diminishing results. And every time, even the best time it worked, I would hit kind of a plateau, right? I would, uh, you know, a couple of weeks in, I'd stop losing weight, and then I'd just sit there, and, you know, I'd try to be, you know, as good on the diet as I could, and, you know, my weight wouldn't change. And I thought, well, I need to add exercise in. And one time, I maintained the diet, and for a month, every day, I was doing some kind of aerobic exercise. And of course, you know, other times I tried, uh, you know, like lifting weights, uh, anaerobic exercises as well. So, but at this point I did, you know, uh, aerobic exercise for a month. Uh, I might've missed a couple of days during the month, but virtually every day I was doing something and typically 30 minutes or more. And at a, at a moderate pace, not a super, not a, you know, hardcore sprint pace, but, you know, at a, at a good pace where I was, you know, working up sweat. Uh, usually, I think, usually be like if it was a machine that went from 1 to 10 on a setting, you know, I'd typically be doing a 5 or something around there. But anyway, back to the point, it was, uh, if my weight budged, it was less than a pound over that month. And that, that again, was 
following a low-carb diet where I'd already lost the first 10 or however many pounds of uh, water weight and then I was just plateaued on the diet. You know, I, I couldn't get any further. And at some point, uh, after my father died, I just... I came to a point, you know, my father was uh, heavy his entire life, well, you know, virtually his entire adult life. I've seen pictures of him when he was like 30 and he was, you know, not that heavy of a guy. But yeah, as far back as I remember him, basically, he's been, uh, you know, he was heavy or very heavy. At any rate, he, he lived a full life, you know. Uh, his family, my, you know, my mother, my sisters and I, we loved him very much. He provided for us. Uh, you know, he didn't, you know, was he perfect? Absolutely not. But, you know, he, he did a pretty good job, as near as I can tell. Yeah, I'd be happy to do as good a job as him. So I started thinking, you know what, maybe I'm just not going to lose weight. Maybe I've tried this every way I know how. I keep coming back to it. And I, it seems like, if anything, I'm getting fatter. I give up. You know, this is just not that important. I'm just going to be fat. And I'm going to do my best to live a good life outside that. I'll, you know, be a fat guy who, you know, does his best to, you know, stay in some kind of shape. But, you know, also, uh, you know, do my best for my family, do my best in my job, you know, do my best in these other areas of life. And I'm just not going to worry too much about being fat. You know, that's just how I'm going to be. And when I did this, there was kind of a weight lifted, kind of a ha ha ha, kind of a weight lifted, right? But the, there was literally, sincerely, something that just changed. It shifted. It was just like I wasn't, you know, trying to force myself to be something different immediately anymore, right? And so it was just like I took a little break from it. And it wasn't very long at all. I Like, I kind of had this thing. And again, I was fat. You know, I'm somewhere approaching 260 pounds, which... Uh, you know, height weight charts, I think, say I'm supposed to be 170 or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm approaching 260 and I, I just didn't feel that bad about it anymore. You know, wasn't, I wasn't particularly happy about it, but I just, it just didn't bother me. And that didn't go on for very long. You know, that, uh, the whole, the, you know, the, the break, I guess you could say, didn't go on for that long. It was less than a month, if I remember correctly. And I happened across this, uh, documentary, <laughs> This documentary called Fathead, it was making fun, or like as I perceived at the time, it's actually doing a lot more than this, but it was making fun of Morgan Spurlock, and I'd always thought like the whole supersize me thing, I mean, I don't know much of Morgan Spurlock's work, so I can't take any, you know, large shot at him here, but I always thought the concept of that was just stupid, I'm gonna eat, you know, McDonald's three times a day for a month, and like, you know, like, does anybody think that's good for them or, you know, that that's going to have positive health consequences? Um, it was, it was just a stupid premise I felt, you know, but whatever he did his documentary, you know, that's fine. Um, people are all angry at McDonald's. We didn't know drinking 60 ounces of soda was bad for us, but at any rate, so here's this documentary called Fathead. And I think the, uh, I think the dude that did it was named Tom Naughton, I believe. And so I like, what the heck, I'll, I'll check this thing out. I watch it, and he has a suggestion in there, you know, for just doing moderate carb restriction. And, of course, he's doing this while he's eating fast food. And, of course, both these things appeal to me. Like, hey, I can still, you know, eat fast food because fast food is convenient, and it tastes, well, in some cases anyway, it tastes pretty good. So not having to cut that out of my diet immediately, you know, sounded like a good thing. And it was really kind of a relaxed it didn't feel like I, you know, it wasn't like one of these infomercial style sales pitches where it's like, hey, fatty, if you don't buy our crap now, you're going to be a fat bastard the rest of your life. 
it wasn't anything like that. It was just something he did that worked for him. And I was like, hey, it won't hurt for me to try it, you know. So I gave it a shot. And like, again, the suggestion was 100 grams of carbs or less a day or you know, around there. He went over slightly, like I think his highest was like 105 or something like that on the old diet sheets or diaries he showed on the documentary. But at any rate, right around 100 grams of carbs a day. Um, and that was, you know, make sure you're not, you know, drinking big things of soda. So if you got a soda, he's getting a diet soda. And so I just tried that. And I got the same benefit I'd been getting from trying to do complete carb deprivation diets where, you know, it was like zero grams of carbs or only beans and vegetables as carbs or, you know, any of these other variations of the low carb diet. I got the same thing. And here's the cool thing. On all those other low carb diets, it felt severely restrictive. It felt like I, you know, like it was, there's always the question. It was like, can I do this? It was like, you know, like this was some incredibly intense thing for me. And like, I just didn't have the, I had lots of questions on whether I was going to be able to do it long term. I didn't have that at all, you know, on the 100 gram plan. On the 100 gram plan, it was like, yeah, this isn't bad at all. It was mainly like one meal a day. I was skipping carbs, right? And not being crazy with carbs, the other two meals. And really, sweets have never been my major weakness. My major weakness has always been like potatoes, breads, things like that, pastas, rice. That's been my main weakness. And of course, you know, (laughs) when I'm uh, not on a diet, a lot of times I'd go ahead and add some sweets on top of that. But just moving to a moderate carb reduction plan, I lost about 50, somewhere between 15 and 20 pounds. And it was less than a month. I can't remember if it was two weeks that time or not. But I lost it and had the entire, my impression of this the entire time, from the time I started eating this way, was that this is sustainable. I can actually maintain this. You know, I can live the rest of my life skipping a meal of carbs per day and then just not going crazy the other two meals. That's not that bad. You know, no carbs, that's tough. You know, just you know, some mild carb restriction, that's not that tough. I, I think I can do that. And that's what I did. That's, I, I certainly, I had to do other things because I did eventually plateau. But even when I plateaued, it's like, well, if I've plateaued and I'm 20 pounds lighter, and I feel I can maintain the diet, that's not such a bad thing. You know, 20 pounds less, I got down to like, eh, I can't remember exactly, 235, somewhere in that range, uh, doing this. And uh, it, it just felt like, it felt like it was possible now. Like, you know, I could at least maintain a lighter weight, if not as light as I want. You know, my initial goal was like to get down to 208. Um, and I certainly wasn't there, but... I was a lot closer than I had been, and uh, I felt better. It felt like accomplishment, like, okay, you know, I'm not doing an incredible diet, but I'm doing something, and I think I can stay consistent on it. So anyway, that that was part of how I got started, and the realization, part of this whole realization was just the acceptance of the, uh, the block, the acceptance of, you know, I might not be able to fix it, I might not be able to change. It was kind of accepting the things I didn't want to accept about this. And this is a terrifying thing for a lot of people because it's sort of like, I've done this with business too. I'd like to make this much money or start my own business or what have you. And accepting that it might not happen is the thing people are like, no, no, it's got to happen. 
And that notion for me, or as it appears to me now, is part of what makes it more difficult to achieve. The fin clinging to it, grasping, it's got to happen, it's got to happen. That's weakness talking. No, it doesn't got to happen. I mean, particularly if you're, you know, I'm, I'm in America here. So, you know, if you're in a developed nation, you know, you, you're, you're one of the wealthier people in the world, whether, you know, wherever you stand in that developed nation, you're doing pretty well compared to worldwide. You're doing insanely well if you look back world history, you know, the struggle people went through, you know, for thousands of years. And to say, like, if this one thing doesn't happen, like, you know, like particularly diet, I mean, thinking about wealth, you know, that's one thing. But diet, I mean, it used to be starving to death was the problem. Now, again, in the developed parts of the world, starving to death is not a problem. Getting too fat is a problem. Well, compared to history, being fat's a real high-quality problem. Uh, you know, there's a lot more we can say about it than that. That's an oversimplification for sure. But compared to starvation, I think most of us would take, you know, a few extra pounds over starvation. So just coming to that place of acceptance is what allowed me to start seeing things. And, you know, I was telling myself things like, I've tried everything, I've tried everything, nothing's going to work. And I had tried several different diets, several different, you know, ways of diet and exercise to lose weight. But, like, obviously I hadn't tried everything. I mean, how much would a person have to do to have, quote, unquote, tried everything? You will never have tried everything. And it was true I hadn't found something that had worked. But I wasn't looking that hard either. I kept trying to go back to the same things that kind of worked a little bit. And they were just working more and more poorly each time I tried them again. So being willing to let go of the it has to happen feeling. You know, that little it has to happen feeling. I know there's this... Is, uh, seems contrary to a lot of what you hear out there. And I don't think it's as contrary as many people think. But I think this is a mistake people push down on people that, well, you've got to have this, I won't accept anything except success attitude. Well, the, the, if you're at a high level, say you're a high-level athlete, you want to win whatever upcoming competition you have, and you use that to motivate you to train like you've never trained before, Assuming you're already a person that trains, you know, four hours a day, five days a week, or whatever your your regimen is, um, that may be something. But if you're a person who's coming from zero, saying, you know, I have to compete at this high level, it's just preposterous. You've got to start. You've got to get started. You know, I'm I want to compete with world performers. It's very secondary to I just need to get started. So as a, you know, a person coming, you know, being overweight saying, I want to be, you know, the top endurance athlete in the world or whatever like that. If you like having the, the big dream long-term, you know, that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're, you know, saying you've got to run a marathon this week and you haven't done cardio in a year and you're a hundred pounds overweight, it's not only a bad idea, it's foolish. It's foolish. You have got to get started first. In order to get started, you've got to be willing to make mistakes. You've got to be willing for it to not work as well as you want. You've got to be willing to deal with, you know, the problem for a while longer at least. You know, you've got to deal with being fat for a while longer. So coming to a place of acceptance for yourself, how you are, doesn't mean you have to think like, well, you know, fat is beautiful or big is beautiful or whatever people are saying now. You know, you haven't got to buy into something you just don't believe, but... You do have to be willing to accept 
that you're going to have to deal with the problem for a little bit. You do have to be willing to accept it may be more sophisticated and more challenging than all your infomercial solutions. Buy this one workout and everything will be fixed. Eat this one diet, everything will be fixed. That's all horseshit. And I think we all know that's horseshit. And it's not to say in some of those programs there's not good information. There is. The way they sell them is a little bit, uh, <laughs> is probably not uh, helping us as much as it could. But you've got to be willing to accept where you are and that it may take some time. If you want a big goal, it's going to take, if you want a big result, it's going to take some big work. And rather than trying to do all that this week, you might want to just get started this week. Get started. See if see if you can get in the game and actually play. You haven't got to be the best professional in the world yet. Let's just start seeing if you can play. And once you can play, we can work from there. So again, this was the breakthrough for me that ultimately allowed me to lose 78 pounds. And uh, this is after I had turned 40. So, I mean, of course, you hear all this stuff, and it's true, you know, that the uh, body changes in the 30s. You know, you get, uh, uh, for men, you know, testosterone goes down, of course, you know, uh, human growth hormone. Uh, you don't produce as much of that. So you have this hormonal change in the body. It makes it more difficult to lose weight. Well, that's true. But after that had happened, of course, that had uh, made me losing weight more difficult. But even after that happened, and after I came to this place of acceptance, I was able to lose 78 pounds. Uh, so it's certainly not impossible. You've just got to start the right way. And there's a lot of things that can be said about that, but one piece of that is acceptance. You know, coming to the place of acceptance that maybe it's not going to go exactly how you think. Maybe you're not going to get exactly what you want. Maybe not in the time frame you want. Are, are you still willing to put some effort for it? In the environment where everything may not work out perfectly according to your wildest dreams, are you still willing to put a little bit of effort forth? I found that I was. And since I was, you know, I was able to leverage that into getting a diet that worked for me, getting an exercise program that worked for me, and losing 78 pounds. So, could be a lot worse. I'm Ben Langley. I hope you've enjoyed this, and uh, we'll talk again soon.